0: YoMTG TAPS is proudly sponsored by CoolstuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. Use promo code YO5 to get 5% off your next order. YoMTG TAPS is also sponsored by CardHorder.com, our go-to source for magic online singles. Be sure to check out the Card Hoarder Loan Program, a flexible, affordable way to play many decks online. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Yo MTG Taps. I'm Joey Pasco, and I'm Big Head Joe. And uh, we're we're practicing social distancing this episode. Joe is in Texas, and I am in Maryland. See, look at that. <laughs> uh,
1: but you know that's the usual case. Uh, you know that's, that's true. Happens,
0: social distancing for, for us is you know it's just, just how we roll. You know.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> Some of us are more socially distant than others.
0: That's true. It's true. I'm talking Um, about
1: myself, by the way, in case anyone's like, whoa, is he just like low key throwing shade at Joey? No. (laughs) 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 Talking about myself. I'm just like, wow. So you mean I have to stay in my house and not interact with anybody? I've been, I'm born, I was born for this, you know, like I, I, I have canceled on more shows than I have ever been to in my entire life in the last three years. So like, I am like more than prepped for this. I had tickets to see run the jewels at like a club and canceled.
0: <laughs> it's so. weird. Like, so you say that, but I, I feel like the same way. Like it's, we're, we're living in these like strange, strange days here. Like, and I, I feel like it's, it's obviously a huge deal. And, um and like outside of my house, it's like i don't know it's just kind of insane and it's scary but as far as my day to day it kind of hasn't hit me really like i don't feel all that different uh you know you you made the joke about you know oh i have to stay in my house it's like exactly how i feel if if the you know the the mandate were you can't go into your house i would be completely <laughs> messed up right like if right. i had to I had to like be somewhere else right like not be home but you know, I am I guess I'm just kind of a homebody in a lot of ways. And even even my job, like I, I work from home uh, every other day. Last year, I worked right. from home. And so now I just have to work from home every day. And it really isn't any different. And, uh, you know, my, my job is luckily for me, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a job that I can do from home. And uh, it's just gotten a lot busier because I'm supporting a bunch of other people that need to work from home, and part of my job is supporting that group. So it's gotten actually. More, I've had less time now than than I usually do. Where right. I see people posting on social media, like you know, oh man, what am I going to do with all this time? And I'm like, I don't have any time. Right? <laughs> so- no fair. I <laughs>
1: want to have nothing to do. Right. Well, you know, unfortunately for some of us, uh, having nothing to do means that we lost our jobs.
0: So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I-
1: and, and and look, and, and th- 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 let's be very clear right up front that we're not downplaying. Uh, Anybody's experiences I mean look I'm terrified right now Okay I'm not even gonna lie Like I'm terrified right now I really am And like And it kinda hit me Like yesterday I don't know what it was But yesterday I just felt like So So I won't get on a bus anymore And like I don't drive So like I basically Have no option And like that's My girlfriend drives me around Like I walk down To the 7-Eleven and like I like had a plastic bag in my hand that I carried with me all the way there to open the handle of the 7-Eleven. Like this right is home. like that was smart. The, <laughs> the level of like terrified I am, you know, like the staying at home part. Like I said, the staying at home part doesn't affect me as badly as it's affecting some people. But I know a lot of people are taking it really hard and it yeah. sucks, you know. Um, But uh, what, I was, what was I saying? What was, what was the point I was trying to make? You said, what did you say about having more time? Yeah. So like, you know, so I have, I have a lot of more time now because, uh, my job is closed, uh, and has been, um, except for minimal, like there, I think like my boss was there last week, uh, with the doors closed to like curbside orders and do deliveries. But like, we just got officially furloughed yesterday. I got an email Mm -hmm. from, uh, from like our, whatever, one of the higher ups for our company that we're furloughed. Um, so, you know, so, so kind of, so well, kind of, it really sucks. Um, you know, we're doing what we can to, to pass the time. Now, you know, in a time like this where I've, I mean, now, now let me be, let me also be clear about something like I am doing a research assistant thing uh, this semester, hmm. which, which does pay and it pays about the same as my other job. The only problem is as a student, I'm only allowed to do it 20 hours a week. You know, now, 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 trust me, I'm maxing out those 20 hours, you know, I mean, there's no way, uh, I'm not, uh, so, so I don't feel as though things are going to get to the point where like, I can't uh, fend for myself. Right. Uh, but at the same time, things are going to be extremely tight. Exactly. The plus side to that is that all the stores are closed. So there's really nowhere to spend the money other than bills anyway. Right. You know, so I'm like, at least I can't go anywhere and spend money that way. Um, so, but anyway, at a time like this, you would think like, okay, well, lean into everything you got, you know, like lean into every, like every option you have. Uh, and for the most part, I'm doing that. Um, it would also be an opportunity for us to really promote our Patreon and to get people to sign up because, you know, more, we're still doing the podcast, more money coming in from the podcast means more money I have to pay my bills. So you would think like, logically, that would be the way that would go. But here's what we're doing instead, because, I know my situation is not unique. I know a lot of people are out of work right now. Yeah. Uh, they can't afford to, to pay, uh, you know, a, a monthly, nothing. They can't afford it, but a lot of people don't want any sort of extraneous monthly charges coming on their account, you know, right. because we got all tighten our belts right now and, and use our money for the, the things that matter most to us, um, which better be food and keeping your family healthy and safe. Um, you know, um, so what we're doing and 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 in a way it is actually a way to get people involved and get people signed up for a Patreon but at the other on the other hand I, I want to build a community for people right now who um who are who are who aren't handling this well uh for starters or who are and and but want people to talk to and people to interact with uh so what we're doing is uh until we say otherwise uh, we will not be charging patrons for any episodes of our show going forward. I think there was one this month that will get charged. Um, but anything from now until we decide, um, we're not gonna be charging people for. Um, our, our Patreon is a dollar to sign up, uh, for the minimum amount. It's a, uh, it's patreon.com slash taps And what one dollar does is it gets you into our Discord server. Um, and so our Discord server, you know, you, you can come and interact with everybody, uh, regardless of whether or not you've actually paid for, um, for, a, to become a patron, like actually paid us money. The second you sign up, we'll put you in that Discord server. You know, now if you, I mean, if you, if you cancel it, we will take you out of it, but we are going to just make it available. Anyone who wants to sign up and get into our Discord chat can sign up for a dollar or more if you want. Um, And we'll add you to the Discord server so you can join our community and talk to us about magic uh, or whatever else is on your mind. Um, Now, uh, another thing that I will say is that sometime in the next couple weeks or so – no, no, let's not say that. Anyway, let me move on to the next thing, and then I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Okay. So this is something Joey doesn't even know about. Yeah, I'm like,
0: I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) Right. So um, one thing that we're going to do for our patrons, both – current and and new uh, and special shout out um, to Daryl because I'm using the headset Daryl sent me in the mail he sent me a new headset to replace my beat up one that I took a picture of for our Patreon
0: it already Um, sounds better
1: And um, yeah, and and it's great. I mean, it it came at the best time because you know, got my online classes going on. The last thing I want to do is be on a Zoom chat with a bunch of SMU rich students and have a headset held together with duct tape. So the optics (laughs) of it and the timing were brilliant, (laughs) and I appreciate it so much. Uh, (laughs) But um, so what we're gonna do uh, because for the foreseeable future, magic is canceled. Um,
0: Paper magic.
1: Icoria pre-release weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Or yes, the day. So from the day that Icoria becomes legal on um, on Magic Arena, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's usually like the Thursday before the pre-release. I think so. Uh, until that Sunday night, what we're gonna do is everyone in our everyone in our Discord server who wants to uh, play. Uh what do you call it? Play Ikoria Sealed. What you do is you sign up for a sealed event. Um, you play that full event. Before your event is over, win, lose, or draw, no draws, whatever. You uh you hit the save deck button before you cash out of your event. So save your deck. And you can make changes to it. Like if there was like a card you wish was different in your main deck, make those changes before you save the deck. And then everyone in our Discord server will be able to challenge each other with their sealed decks. Oh, that's from cool. So anyone, so, so I'll be available most of that weekend. Uh, Joey might be, I don't know, because I never run this by him. I just told him, I'm going to tell you on the show. I'm not telling you what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but, but there will be people, there are people in our Discord chat right now clamoring for games of Magic Kenny Toms. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and and we're going to give it to you, but we're going to do sealed because that's the pre-release weekend. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that's what I'm going to miss in the next couple months as far as magic goes. You know, there are a lot of things that you can equivocate on magic online or a magic arena for the paper experience. But there's nothing to me like sitting down with a sealed deck and playing against people, even if they're people that you know, or you don't know and having that sort of interaction. Mm. Um, because you know, we can chat in the discord server as we're playing the game, Yeah, you know? Um, uh, so that's, so that's the deal. That's what I want to do. So everybody who's in our discord, um, play a game or, or, or sign up for a sealed event sealed specifically, not draft. Sign up for a sealed event, play your event as it plays, save your deck before you leave, and then for the rest of the weekend you can challenge everybody with that one sealed deck. And that'll keep people from needing to spend an exorbitant amount of money to keep playing sealed. Um and it'll keep us interacting with each other, which I think is really important right now. Yeah. So so that's the deal. So again, like I said, um I don't think I want to make the announcement about the Discord about the Patreon thing on Twitter. Mhm. Because I feel like that's going to open the floodgates for a bunch of trolls. Possibly. So I I don't know. I don't want to risk it. But I think anyone listening to this show right now that wants to get involved, get onto our Patreon, sign up for a dollar. And what we're going to do, because the only people we're going to charge are our patrons, is before we're ready to start – before we think we're ready to start charging again, we're going to let you all know next episode we're going to charge if you want to cancel now is the time. Right, right. An added bonus. So yeah. I've been terrible at sending out stickers to people.
0: <laughs> I was wondering actually if I if- am terrible at sending stuff to people,
1: period. <laughs> but I'm cleaning my apartment right now. I know where my envelopes are. Any there is a bounty Ikoria pre-release weekend on my head. <laughs> Anyone who beats me, and that's the other thing, is we're going to do best two out of three when we challenge each other. It's going to be with sideboards. Cause I know cool. you don't get that on uh, on Arena when you do Sealed, but we're going to be doing sideboards, best two out of three. If you beat me on Ikoria pre-release weekend, I will send you a rare card in the mail with your stickers. And anyone who signs up for our Patreon, paid or not, will be getting stickers also. Anyone who's, like, so after the pre-release weekend everyone on our list is going to get stickers in the mail okay cool. anyone who beats me in a best two out of three matches sealed will also get a rare card in the mail Just, sounds good that's the deal so that's I like it that's the whole announcement
0: uh the, and, the weekend of, of April 17th that's a Friday uh, is pre-release weekend so I'm thinking April 16th was uh, usually the Thursday that's how it happens is the day yeah, where you- we can we can play on moto or arena but in your case or in this case it needs to be arena
1: this is arena. We're talking yeah. arena here. Strictly right, arena. Right. So yeah, so again, you know, because it's sealed, even if you never play arena, you don't have to have a collection. You just need to sign up for one sealed event. Right. You know what right. I mean? So, uh, cool. so that's the plan and that's what we're going to do. So that I like that's it. that. Yeah, I'm glad you do because I didn't tell you anything about it beforehand. So I mean, I mean it's out- a disaster otherwise, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it no matter what. I mean, it's uh it's uh, I'll definitely try to participate as much as I can, I think I can make that, uh, I can make that happen if it were, we're planning on it ahead of time. So, um, that'll be cool. We are. I like it.
1: I think it's, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Like I'm real, like I'm excited for pre-release weekend now, like <laughs> really, no, seriously. Like, cause I was like super bummed about pre-release weekend because it wasn't real anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not happening anymore. And so I was super bummed about it. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I got to figure out some way to like make pre-release weekend happen, like at least for us, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want, I mean, uh, you get way out of hand opening things up like this to like the general public, but like for our little group, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this will be a really cool way for us to all kind of interact with each other. Um, and yeah, so that's the deal. Uh, that's what we're doing and I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah. So like last Last episode that we recorded at the very end, I was talking about like, oh, I'll get to talk about Star City, Baltimore. <laughs> right? And I was like, depending <laughs> on, on the coronavirus. And it was for me at that point, I had already been thinking this is risky. I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm considering not going, but I wasn't sure yet. I hadn't registered. So I was kind of like, well, I can really wait until the last minute to, to make my decision. But, um, but I did decide to not go. And a right. couple of days later, Star City made that decision for everybody else right um and of course as we all know now like basically every paper magic event is is canceled and i think wizards even made an announcement yesterday so we're recording it's uh it's tuesday afternoon but monday night i think wizards said like no sanctioned events yeah i have
1: i have that uh that announcement up here um i was about to look up something else but i can wait on that that's all right so um changes to magic competitive season this actually well the original post was um Oh wait, this is an old one.
0: What the hell? Yeah, well, I mean, they've made a lot of different announcements and changes because of because of this, right? So, I mean, we don't need to go through everything. Like uh, anybody that's curious about it can can look up basically Wizard's Twitter feed. I'm sure has links um, to everything. But but you know, they've had to make changes because they have all these events that were going to feed into things like the MPL and. Now it's it's like these events aren't happening. We don't know when they're happening. We don't everything's canceled. Yeah. Basically, every Paper and Magic event is canceled. But uh, a lot of a lot of online events are kind of popping up here and there. And so uh, whether it's something that Wizards is running or other uh, other parties are actually creating events, Um, MTG Melee, have you seen this? um i've like a,
1: heard brief i mean like vaguely about it
0: yeah so like uh, i i mean i i mean i think it's just mtgmelee.com but I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check um it's not that oh maybe they're 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 working on something <laughs> but under not under construction doing some sort of maintenance but uh I, i'll find it but they're basically a, a third party who has created some sort of software interface where you can run tournaments through like arena and moto like uh, it's it's awesome um and it's, couldn't have come at a better time. So um so we'll find the link and hopefully when they are not doing uh, maintenance to the to the servers or the website Wait. or whatever. I well, I have one
1: up that um that isn't having maintenance done to it. Okay. The the 2020 MTG Arena open, the 2020 Hunter Burton Memorial Arena open um is happening uh, March 28th and 29th. Um and it's going to be a standard tournament hosted on Arena. Uh, start, it says, starting with a prize guarantee of 1000 bucks and a cap of 50 players. And we'll scale over the next couple of weeks as they iron out details. I haven't seen any updates to this, so this is the only information I have. You know what I mean? So they said they don't want to have a, run a giant tournament and have things break down, so they're starting with a conservative cap. Um, it says, as of 313, maximum of 50 players. Um, 40 bucks to enter. Thousand dollar guaranteed prizes to top eight. Additional prizes will be added as signups and the event cap grows. It's going to be on Battlefly.com, Magic Arena and Discord. Um, Swiss rounds cut the top eight. Let's see, submitting deck lists via MTG Goldfish. You can prereg. I will give. I will put the link in the show notes to this page if you're interested. That's this weekend. So anyone who's been wanting to play in something this weekend, you have a chance. So. Yeah. Um like I said I I I will do that. Um Channel Fireball has some stuff going on.
0: Yeah, they um, we have like Magic Fests online. It's kind of <laughs> looks like what they're doing.
1: Right, for starters. Um so there's those and then um they're also doing uh GP like um uh what are they called like promo packs basically. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can With, order a bunch of playmats or just, you know, you have different So it's
1: like 60 bucks you get, um, for 60 bucks. you get your choice from a list of Grand Prix playmats. You get a foil and a non-foil Full Art Path to Exile. You get a non-foil promo. I think it's a promo, Soul Ring. Um, and I think you get some, like, sleeves and a deck box. I'm not really sure. I don't have the page up. I know it's 50 bucks if you want a random playmat. So 60 bucks yeah. for the choice, 50 bucks for a rando, and... And then there are, like, two- and four-player options as well um, for that. So you can check that out. We'll probably put a link to that in the show notes if I can find it. Yeah. Um, but – so they're doing a lot of creative things. Oh, and, I mean, most importantly are the um, the Magic Online uh, – what are they called? The Daily Qualifiers for the Ma- – the Magic Fest Online Daily Qualifiers, um, which I believe are also on Arena, right? Um, standard – Looking at this, we've had our first. Uh, we have a metagame breakdown here, thanks to Robert Taylor Fireshoes on Twitter. Um, Daily qualifier one meta game breakdown for Magic Fest Online. Um, let's see. So we've got. I don't think we have any six zero decks. No, we have uh, mono green Stompy went six zero. Okay. Um, and then we yeah. have. Huh.
0: I'm sorry. I was. I was looking at this now. This is for standard. So.
1: Right, standard, yeah. right. <laughs> Sultai, sure that... Ra- Sultai Ramp and mid-range was the most represented deck, 16 decks. Nine copies of Jeskai Fires, seven copies of Bant Ramp and mid-range. Um, Sultai had two copies, go 5-1, Jeskai had one, and Bant Ramp had one. Seven copies of Mono Red Aggro, five copies of teemer Reclamation, uh, Zorius Blink, Rakdos Sacrifice had two copies, only five copies, but two of them made, made 5-1. Um, <laughs> and then there was one teamer flash deck, but it went five, one. So there you go. Good job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have Uh, not been looking at standard at all. So this is, neither have
1: I honestly, um, I haven't looked at magic much at all at all, to be honest. Um, but I've been kind of keeping up to date with things that are going on and trying to figure out ways to like, I don't know, kind of connect back to it because this has just been such a hectic week. Like I just have no idea. All my classes are online the rest of the semester. Uh, my job's closed. You know, right. it's, I've, I've filed for unemployment. It's just a weird time, man. It is. And, and, I mean, we couldn't
0: we couldn't record last week partly because of being sort of feeling almost unprepared and also just uh, feeling overwhelmed. Like I
1: underprepared I, I, and overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> so uh, now I've I still been... feel
1: that way, but we're doing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like so I've been, you know, as far as how connected I am to magic, uh, I've definitely been been interacting and uh, I have not played as much as I would have liked, but I've been watching a lot of streams and I feel like um, that to me is, is like this, if you can't play, then watching a stream is one of the best ways you can sort of get that play experience and yeah. also learn from someone else, especially right. if the people you're watching are better than you. And, um, which are I,
1: most of them in my case.
0: <laughs> well, me too, really. Like a lot of these streamers <laughs> are just, just really great players. You know, you got peep players, the MPL, but, uh, but not, you know, not just those MPL players, but, um, uh, People like John Farrow. I wanted to give a shout out to, to John Farrow. He's one of our patrons and um, he just started tr- uh, started streaming last week, Blue, White and Pioneer. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw me retweet him every time he posted about it. Um, and it sounded uh, like
1: you were going to say he just started tricking and I was like, well, you know, times are tough, man. So.
0: <laughs> I don't know that he started or, or didn't start doing that, but I do know he started streaming. Um, and uh, yeah, he, so he's playing money. Blue, White.
1: Sex work is real work.
0: Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's playing Blue, White and Pioneer and streaming and we'll uh, we'll put that link in the show notes as well. Um, I was watching his stream and he, I think he streamed Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I've been watching – for some reason, uh, I'm like really into Dredge right now. I really love – I'm like – if anybody has been listening since last year, last spring, around this time, I got into playing Dredge. I wanted to learn it. It was a deck that I always felt like I was scared to play against as a control player in Modern. Um, because it's like a terrible matchup. Because like, your, your deck is killing all their creatures or countering spells. And most of their stuff just, you know, their creatures just come back. Uh, the best thing you can do in that de- that matchup is like counter cathartic reunion. <laughs> it's like really. Anybody home? Yeah, Doors yeah. unlocked. It's like, wait, wait. <laughs>
1: Wait, hey, no 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 no
0: you're supposed to knock and I'm supposed to say go away <laughs> I don't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> talking about the creatures showing up on the battlefield without you having a chance to
0: respond to them. Oh well yeah that. Sorry. I thought maybe <laughs> someone actually just walked in on you while you were recording and I was like, what, No, what's social going distancing! On? Don't come near my front door. That's 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 fair. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so like as a control player, I was always scared of the dredge matchup. I was like, you know, you rely on things like rest in peace and surgical extraction. But then I thought, you know, I want to I want to play dredge because it looks kind of interesting. And so I, I learned it a bit last spring and sort of uh, then I on that same sort of um, uh, kind of same sort of feeling I had where I was like, oh, I want to learn some different decks. I started playing Amulet Titan and that sort of took us to like the Modern Horizons when we got force of negation and suddenly I was back on the, the blue white train. Um, and so I, it's kind of uh, only recently I s- started, I guess back in like December or January, as anybody who's been listening knows, I started playing mono red and mono black in pioneer. Yep. And yep. Um, I, I don't really know what's happening, <laughs> but I don't really have much of a draw to playing blue white right now. Or, or, and I can't figure out like, like, I don't know. I'm like, am I changing as a player or is this just a, a, a passing phase kind of thing? I mean, it sort of passed last year when I had gone through this phase of playing non, non-controlled X, but I'm just realizing like, as I'm watching, say John playing his blue white streams, um, playing blue white on, on, on Twitch. And I'm like, gosh, like I, I'm having fun watching him play, but I'm feeling like I'd rather watch somebody else play blue-white than play with it myself. Right, it's right. very strange for me. Um, I don't know. It's just it, I, I can't really figure out what's happening. I don't have a great answer. All I know is that uh, John asked me on the stream, like, you seem like you're into decks that attack. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, maybe it's a midlife crisis. Like, I have no idea. Um, but I'm really having a lot more fun with more linear strategies that are just, you know, Make them have it, right?
1: <laughs> right?
0: Right. It's it's very weird, um, but I've been watching. You know, Dredge this time last year had Faithless Looting, and uh, it was a uh, it was like the best deck in modern, or you know, t- definitely a tier one deck in modern this time last year. And um, and since then, we we lose Faithless Looting, um, at, which is a big hit to that deck. But a lot of Dredge players still continued on with the deck, playing cards like Insolent Neonate and Tome Scour, Um, but since then, we've gotten Merchant of the Veil out of Throne of Eldraine, we've got Forgotten Cave reprinted in Modern Horizons, and we got, just lately, Ox of Agonis out of uh, Theros, and I feel like maybe Dredge isn't the best deck in Modern or even Tier 1 right now, but it's close to, to... Back to full strength. I mean, some of these cards. Uh, it's hard to say something's back to full strength when the missing piece is faithless. Faithless looting is, you know, that card is just insane. But there are some, uh, like that's a big. Those are big shoes to fill. But I feel like we're we're you know, seventy five percent of the way there in a lot of ways. And right. um, I mean, it's not really Merchant of the Veil. It's it's the haggle <laughs> side right. that is actually relevant, where you right. can you know at instant speed discard a stinkweed imp and immediately dredge it right back. And so, you know, turn one, you've, you've got your dredger already, uh, you know, you already dredged five on turn one. And it's just like, that's, that's some speed right there. And then you, you've got like your forgotten cave that you can cycle at instant speed and dredge, you know, you just, it's just really um, getting those, getting access to those. And Ox of Agonis has just been insane um, in terms of not only just putting a, a big creature on the battlefield, but just being able to, you know, discard, a bunch of dredgers and pick them right back up. You just dredge so many cards. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's been a lot of fun kind of picking that deck back up uh, virtually and, and sort of learning what uh, direction people have been taking it. And uh, right now, you know, we haven't even mentioned this yet. We haven't even said the B word yet, but that's right. we had a ban and restricted announcement since our last episode and modern actually had a card banned once upon a time. And uh, and so that format is sort of in flux now. It's it, I don't think that is a huge deal. It's not like when Mox Opal and Oko were banned that that changed the format a ton. Uh, Once upon a time, making some decks less consistent didn't completely eradicate any decks, um, but it has made it has opened up the door for some uh, some other decks to sort of get a leg up in the format. So right now it's it's a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say it's Wild West or anything, but it's uh, you know it's it's kind of a fresh fresher format than it was, and I think I don't really know that that the banning of Once Upon a Time is what did it, but picking up Dredge again, maybe it's Ox of, of Agonis that gets the oh, credit for Ox. this, but it's it, it's probably Ox that that really kind of made me get back into modern again. Like I, I was Ryan really,
1: loves that freaking Ox.
0: Yeah, well, I do too. <laughs> I can't blame him. Um, it's it's such a fun card to play with. I mean, it's so perfect for Dredge. I I, I don't know. Um, I don't know another deck that it would be better in. Uh, but, you know, like some of the Mardu decks that you saw that played Bedlam Reveler uh, could use something like Ox as well. But those decks, I don't think, are um, as good as, as Dredge right now. Um, right. But I'm sure Ryan has already explored... Plenty of these options because he's obsessed with that card uh, with Ox. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, I, I just I've been sort of off modern since they banned Mox Opal. Um, and but you getting back to it and now I'm getting back into it because of Dredge and Ox. So,
1: yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, I, <coughs> your feelings about the about about magic in general, when they ban those cards out from under your nose, um, you know, they're valid. You know what I mean? But like at the same time, you know, those kind of things, that sort of anger and like frustration kind of subsides and we mm. just kind of – we start to adjust. Even if it's not an immediate flip the script and go on to something else, you know, we eventually come back. You know, right. like we eventually kind of – we we forgive you, Wizards of the Coast, you know, right. as well,
0: we, always. We get over it. I mean that's basically <laughs> yeah. what happens. Right. As always, we forgive you. <laughs> right um but yeah like the I, I kind of wonder what would have happened if pioneer didn't exist like I don't know if I would have gotten into standard or just kind of you know sludged my way through through modern like I don't know you know just tried to get back into it sooner but taking some some time off from playing modern and exploring another format you know made it a lot easier for me like I've yeah. kind of uh it, it just the transition was was great and I'm I still love Pioneer. Um, Pioneer had no changes in the BNR announcement, which again, if, if your only interaction with, uh, if your only source of magic news is us, (laughs) then the last you heard about Pioneer was, we're like, Oh, are they going to ban dig through time? Are they going to ban inverter? Both? Maybe are they going to ban underworld breach? Are they going to ban Lotus field? Both? Maybe are they, (laughs) you know, we're like, what are they going to ban? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. (laughs) And that was kind of surprising. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like it hasn't been so bad. I don't really know what...
1: Disagree! Oh, you disagree. Okay, so you disagree. But- <laughs> Didn't you
0: not see my, my yes, note I in did. the show I for- notes? I, I can't
1: repeat it because he'd need to use the edit button. Uh, well, you can and skip that feel word. Like, I don't feel like giving you too many more things to do. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> yeah, but like... I don't know. I tried to play that uh, Golgari, uh, what is it even?
0: Golgari Stompy?
1: That deck. I tried to play that uh-huh. in uh, in a league and immediately went O three, 3 and immediately dropped out of the league and was like, okay, done with Pioneer for a while. <laughs> Basically, it was like, okay, that's
0: it. Well, what did you, you play that? against?
1: I played against Mono White Devotion. Uh, I played against Blue White Control and I played against an Inverter deck. Okay. Um and I'm like, oh, that's the format. I'm out. I don't feel like dealing with it. So, yeah, I'm done. So, anyway, like, for now, <laughs> for now, I'm out. Like, for now, I'm out on Pioneer. What like, do it's you want to play against? I want to play against, like, fun decks. I don't know. Things that don't just go, I played two cards and then I win. Like, that's the, you know me, dude. And, like, you know, like, um, what was that called? The Splinter Twin, Mm -hmm. Deceiver XR combo was like the least fun I've ever had playing Magic. And it's just an entire format of decks like that. And I'm like, cool. Okay. I get it. Let me know when you want me to play again. Uh, so, but I have standard to shift to on Arena, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have limited. And this is one thing I want to point out. So Wizards, um, made this, had this brilliant idea to every two weeks, take away the current standard ranked draft format for two weeks. Which is the dumbest idea I've ever heard of in my life. It's like, hey, you know that new format you want to play? You can't play it for two weeks. Because not enough people were playing draft? Like, what? Like, I just, like, stopped. I just don't open Arena for two weeks. Like, I'm like, cool. Let me know when I'm allowed to play Magic again, and I just won't open Arena until Theros ranked draft is back which it is, and it's back now for the foreseeable future while all of this madness is happening. They right. have stopped doing that, which they need to never do that again because taking the most recent format out of your ranked queues is the dumbest thing I could ever imagine. I don't want to play Dominaria Draft. I don't care how good the format was. I want to play the current format,
0: you know? Yeah, is, I, agree. I mean, I didn't realize they were doing that because, you know, I don't – I don't really open arena very often. But. Right, right. But they did that. They took it away. Yeah, and I'm that's, like, cool. I agree with you, though. It just seems very strange. Like, you, you would think stupid, that they would say... Not
1: strange. Let's not be nice here. <laughs> it is stupid to take away the ranked draft cues for the current set out of your client to do what exactly? Piss me off? Congratulations. <laughs> mission accomplished.
0: Never do it again. It's back. Uh, yeah, hopefully... They hear a lot of people saying that kind of thing. I mean, I, I know, like, I would think that they would have, okay, current set and then variable kind of there, right? Like some sort of slot right. or some kind yeah. of area or whatever else. Right. You can rotate something
1: it. in and out and keep the current set up.
0: Yeah. It's strange, but, uh, and I'm still using the word strange because I feel like there has to be a good reason for it. But <laughs> I can't think of one. I'll just go with, uh, it's stupid. How about that? <laughs> It's stupid. Um, but yeah. That's objectively
1: so, true. You don't need to worry about having an opinion about it because it's stupid as an objective truth. <laughs> and we can just move on from it. So anyway, uh, but it's back. And uh, so that's – that's. oh, yeah. I did want to tell you about this deck. So like one of the decks I drafted was uh-huh. so freaking stupid. It was just easy ma- easy magic. So I'm just going to read you the whole list because it's awesome. Eight plains, eight mountains, one unknown, one unknown shores. Uh, one Karametra's Blessing, two Pious Wayfarer, two Sentinel's Eyes, two Infuriate, two Daxos Blessed by the Sun, one Hero of the Pride, one Omen of the Forge, one Dawn Evangel, one Heliod's Pilgrim, uh, one Hero of the Games, one Phoenix of Ash, one Hero of the Nyxborn, one Commanding Presence, one Elspeth's Son's Nemesis, one uh, two Eroa's Blessing, one Hactos the Unscarred, one captivating unicorn and one reverent hoplite. It's the best draft deck I've ever played. Like, it was just so much fun. Like, I went 7-1. I laugh, I don't know how I lost, but I did. Um, but I went, I went 7-1 with it pretty easy on Arena. Um, I was just like, are you serious? You're just going to keep passing me rares, okay? And I think I opened the Elspeth. But then I got past the Phoenix, past the Hacto. So I was like, all right, I guess we're going to draft all rares and and win. Yeah, but, I was uh, thinking
0: like I think I only know the cards that he's saying that are rare or mythic. Like, right? <laughs> I don't know what the rest. of But there of these were quite a few do. of them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And and not just like crappy rares, you know. Like there was no idyllic tutor. Uh, it was uh, it was all gas.
0: So right. Yeah. It pretty sounded, fun. Sounds pretty gassy from what I can from what I know of the cards that you. Yeah, the cards me. you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> but I can not
1: Force it. I do have a soda right here. Just,
0: just give it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right.
0: Um, um, well, I'm so glad that you're having fun, like with with limited and everything. Um, I'm, the limited
1: amount of time I get to actually play. Um, yeah. Because, like, honestly, like once they announced all this stuff was going online <laughs> for my school, like I just dropped everything and started cleaning my apartment. Cause my apartment was a mess. Everything is disorganized. There were things piled on top of things, piled on top of things. And I'm still not there yet. Uh, But I have taken great strides to, like, have a comfortable workspace and to have a place where I feel good being quarantined for weeks on end, you know? like. right. So 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 magic was the last of my worries. Joey was like, "We should record," and I'm like, "All I can think about is cleaning." I think I literally texted you that. Like (laughs) all I can think about, I think I literally said, "All I can think about is cleaning right now." And that wasn't the reason we skipped, but it was one of the reasons. (laughs) You know what I mean? And uh, but now, like, I'm I feel like I'm in a much better place with like my place. Yeah. Um,
0: But you need that right now. Like that's that's you do.
1: You really do. You need to be. I mean, if you're not comfortable, where you're stuck where you, there's literally nowhere else to go yeah. <laughs> you you need to be comfortable you know so um so I've, so I've been working on that uh, but like I said in the interim I've been playing some magic I have been playing some standard just to kind of clear my um clear my quests and get gold uh, because gold is how we play draft <laughs> and so that's you know I haven't put money into arena in like I don't know months. Because I just acquire enough gold to draft and then draft. And then if I do well, I can use gems to draft. But right now, the goal is um, save up gold, play in drafts, win gems, use those to enter sealed when Aquaria comes out. That's the, uh, that is the, the mission right now for the next month, is just kind of building up my gems so, um, so I don't have to pay any money to do an Aquaria sealed so I can have a sealed deck to play with everybody in the Discord. But if I need to, I will. I mean, I'll pay if I absolutely have to, but hopefully I won't. So. Right. Um, so I'm
0: looking... Kind of my... Sorry. I...
1: No, I was going to say that's, my, that's just my strategy right now for that.
0: But I think that's always my strategy with uh, with Arena is try to grind as much so I don't have to ever put any more money into it. <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> gems point... cost... That's the thing. Like,
1: gems cost real money. Yeah. So if you can turn your gold into gems, that's, like, the ideal. So that's kind of what I'm always trying to do. Yeah. But then when the end game is just have as many drafts to play. Then I just spend those gems on more drafts. You know mm. what I mean? But you start with your gold, deplete all your gold, and then you can move into your gems. But anyway, I think everybody knows that by now.
0: Yes, but yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's anything new. No, not really. <laughs> I'm looking at, Uh, I, I clicked the, uh, on on Goldfish, the Pioneer metagame, and I strangely noticed that the, let's see, 15th and 16th uh Decks listed on here by meta percentage are both mono red aggro. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm like I don't, I don't understand. Uh, but there are two different versions of mono red aggro that they have up here, which I don't know if they're trying to make them separated. But uh, but it gives me or it reminded me that this is the this is the most recent deck I've played. This version of mono red aggro. The first place I saw it was um, Aaron Barrich playing it, and uh, it, this deck is like super aggro, like, super low to the ground, the uh, most expensive card in it, uh, mana cost-wise, is Rampaging Ferocidon and bone crusher Giant. You know, mm-hmm. like, three is the, yeah. is the cap. Yeah. Um, there are two Chandra, Torch of Defiance in the sideboard, but, um, and one Experimental Frenzy, but really, it's, like, Three drops. You know, the main deck is just, just goes up to three drops. It's got like right. Bombat Courier, which is not something you see so often in the, the previous list. Um, Monaster- Monastery Swift Spear. So Soulscar Mage. What is it? I cannot speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then Abbot of Carol Keep. Robber of the Rich, which is is a lot of fun to play with. Uh, I saw Aaron steal an inverter and play it. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty cool. Um, and, and won that game, of course, because a six, six flyers also uh, a pretty good, aggressive creature. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for bone crusher giant and four rampaging for So like the creatures it's, it's, you know, that's the creature suite. Then you get shock and wild slash and lightning strike. So it's not so far off the previous list, but you cut out, Torbran, or if you were playing Hazoret or chandra in the main like that stuff's gone and you go a little lower to the ground and and i don't know I, it was it was a lot of fun to play i only got to play one match and it was against a mono white devotion uh deck and i beat him in two games i didn't even sideboard because i was like i don't even know how to sideboard right now i think I, I, it was like i had 10 minutes i was like i'm gonna try this deck it's you know i'm gonna either win or lose really fast <laughs> So I I just kind of logged on the moto built the deck and jumped into a, a tournament practice room. And, uh, and yeah, I was like, I, I don't have, you know, the time to think about what I want to sideboard. I'm just submitting it <laughs> without sideboarding. Uh, so that, that worked out well. I mean, fast deck is fast. It's like, whatever. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to sideboard if you win before anybody, you know, ever would have drawn any sideboard cards. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. It's fun. Um, I don't know. I like, I like this version of mono red aggro. I'm, um,
1: it sounds great. I, I mean, I, I like it. Uh, I, I haven't had a chance to play much Pioneer.
0: No, but, and that's uh, what I was going to say. Like, I feel, it, you know, I, I'm sad to hear that you're not liking Pioneer, but I feel like maybe if you have... Uh, it, it depends on what your expectations are. And, um, and if you are expecting... Oh, I'm, I'm probably going to see Inverter, Mono White, Blue White. And, you know, then you kind of go into it that way and you're not really caught off guard at all. You might have a better... Uh, experience like I, I don't know really what you expected anyway, but I'm just saying like other decks in the format. I yeah.
1: expected this. So th- first of all, the the list that I um that I copied, which I think <clears throat> is really funny, just how unapologetic of a net decker I am now, given how <laughs> against that I used to be in the past. Like I don't even try to modify these decks. I'm like, let me find a list. Okay, that one looks good. Download it. Enter it shift like just like i don't even like i literally just copy text you know just download text files and just throw them one arena and see what happens um which is just awful to me
0: um but when you find a deck you you love you will start tweaking it and that's where i am with things that's where i am with like mono red and mono black like i've but we we start with a list like that yeah
1: yeah no no but we talked about this golgari list and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. It just so happens the one that I uh, put on there had zero copies of Thoughtseize in the 75.
0: Yeah, I'm and I was like, a, well, how does yeah. that
1: even make sense? You know what I mean? Like, how how did this deck ever five o any league with zero copies of Thoughtseize and access to swamps in the 75? You know, like, that is mind-blowing to me. Um, but anyway... It was miserable, but I think the the thing is, I think if I really want to get back to enjoying Pioneer, mm-hmm. is I gotta just stop being cutesy and playing like whatever the flavor of the week deck is just to like try it out and give mm-hmm. it a spin. And that is something that like the card hoarder—that's a luxury the card hoarder loan program affords us. Right. You know, is just being able to go ah, fire it up. Why not? You know, like. But then when the result is, this is miserable and I hate magic, <laughs> maybe I need to do that less. <laughs> maybe yeah. I need to go, hey, I should be playing mono-red aggro because it's great and because it's faster than these decks. And I can smash them and have fun playing a deck I like. You know, But I haven't gotten there yet. You know, So I know that there's a, a place to go that would be better than just trying a bunch of decks I don't know how to pilot and going, oh, the format's busted. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> of course it is. You don't know how to play your deck and you have decks that you would rather be playing that you're not playing um, and just recognizing that and, and getting over it. You um, bring up a
0: good point. Like this is something I w- I've been thinking about and I sort of touched on it earlier, but like my, uh, you kind of think about who you are as a player and a lot of players kind of Gravitate towards one kind of, you know, one archetype, and they're just gonna try to play that in every format. And other players are like, I just want to play the best deck. And if that deck changes every week, so does, so do the cards that I'm sleeving up. You know, I'm, I'm playing a different deck every week. Um, and if you're good enough to do that, uh, I, I think that's that's fine too, if that's what you do. Um, I've always found myself on the other end, the the gravitating towards a certain archetype. Um, most cases, and I like the idea of doing that because I love the idea of being like a master at a certain kind of strategy, um, and that way it it also helps in terms of like budgetary reasons, right? Like I, if I only like play blue white, then I can just buy the blue white cards that I need and never worry about having access to Temple Garden, you know, like, right. <laughs> whatever. Um,
1: and, that's, and that. And that that works for. Paper Magic, I mean, that's how I roll with Paper Magic, you know, like, uh, because of the loan program, I'm a lot more um, open to trying other decks, I mean, I could play, I could get off this call right now and play Blue White Control, but, like, in Paper Magic, I'm a lot more limited, and, you know, as a result, I try to, like, keep colors out of my collection, like, in terms of, like, cards that I'm collecting to build decks with. Right. So like I don't collect blue cards. It's one of the rules. It's one of the rules I've put in place for myself. I don't collect blue cards and I'm starting to lean towards not collecting green cards anymore because a lot of the green cards are getting really expensive. Um, so I'm almost thinking about using my collection of green cards as like trade fodder. Right. Um, but like red, white and black are kind of my home base for, for brewing decks. Uh, so, and so there, you know, like like you were saying, like, you know, I have these cards. I don't need to get too much. Whenever a new deck pops up, I'm like, oh, I only need four copies of that. You know what I mean? Like right. And then I have that deck, you know, even if it's just, like, one stupid card. But, you know, it, it'll you know, it'll cost, like, two bucks for a playset or something. And you can just, you know, get whatever deck you want to update up to date. Um, but, uh, you know, there's one thing I – because right before this – uh, Joey was like, you know, what really helped me kind of get into talking about magic again is listening to another magic podcast. And so I listened and I was like, that's a great idea. I should because I've, I don't know. I just haven't, I have not not been thinking about magic. The world is ending. Um, <laughs> so um, so I, I listened to the uh, the latest episode of MTG Goldfish. Um, and one of the points they brought up was um, talking about what this whole situation uh, is going to do for like for smaller game stores and for paper magic as a whole. And they speculated on their show that um, paper magic could die off because of this, like not entirely. They were saying that paper magic could be limited to just like commander, Mm -hmm. Um, which makes me feel like owning paper cards might not be the best idea. Going mm. forward. And I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it, It's, they were just wildly speculating, but their points were very valid. And, um, and it sort of made me th- think about that and kind of second guess, like purchasing physical cards because like, unfortunately, let's face the reality of this. You know, these are a lot of small businesses, um, because we don't have a national response to the coronavirus crisis. Um, they might not get, uh, any sort of relief a lot of these stores might close. We might lose a lot of our LGSs in the mm-hmm. next couple months, you know? And that is, like, it's heartbreaking, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so And so, you know, like, less stores to sell the product, less product needs to be made. Eventually, Paper Magic starts being printed at a loss. They have this infrastructure set up. Where they can do digital games, they improve that infrastructure. They move more and more of their competitive, and a lot of this again credit to to MTG Goldfish for for discussing this first. Mm. Um, you know, um, this could spark a fundamental change in the way we play Magic going forward. Um, and 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 I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm just I, I don't know. Like even where I'm going with that, except Very that like you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if like our our paper collections uh, are going to maintain value and if it's worth continuing to invest in um, until we know what's, what's going on, you know, until we know how things look when we get out of this and we will, but when we get out of this, what is, what is the landscape going to look like? You know, what stores are going to be remaining and, and Will it be viable for Wizards to continue putting out paper product? How is the closure of Diamond? Diamond Comics stopped – like, this week is the last week stores will be getting um, paper comic books for the foreseeable future. Did you know that?
0: I heard – or I saw you tweeting about it.
1: Yes. So, so Diamond shut down. And I don't remember – I haven't worked in a game store um, other than you know running events for Jameson when, when Common Ground first opened. Um, but I wasn't handling any of the ordering side of that. I was just running events. Uh, but the last time I actually worked in a game store was like 10 years ago. And I know we went through Alliance, who I think since has been scooped up by Diamond. And we went through Diamond for our product. So with Diamond closing down, are they still going to be shipping – are they even going to be shipping a Ikoria pre-release product to these stores? You know, are people are going to be even getting these? Will Acoria even come out at this point in right. a physical form? Like, you know, I have no idea. Like, does Wizards handle these shipments directly now? Is that the case? Like, if that's the case, then things could be fine, you know? Hmm. Um, but we're also talking about Seattle. Washington State was one of the, you know, first states to go into lockdown um, and had a very high concentrated amount of cases of coronavirus, you know? So, yeah. So, um, so I don't know if that affects anything and, and, you know, we're going to find out here in the next couple of weeks, um, where things are at, where things stand. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's important to pay attention to these next couple of weeks because they're going to be crucial, you know? And, and I think, I mean, first of all, stay the hell home, you know, don't go anywhere. Uh, if you're going to have, if you're going to have product, have it shipped to your house, you know, some stores. Not everybody's in lockdown. Dallas County is in lockdown. Like we are lockdown. I think Maryland is too, right? Like the whole uh, state is it, in like a d- not officially. <laughs> okay, well, we are. I'm um, Dallas County is in like stay at home uh, orders. Like you know, my like my store is closed now. Like like by order of the state, can't even do delivery stuff or at least they're not. Um, other stores are delivery only or like shipping only. Mm-hmm. You know. Um so we're gonna we're just we're just gonna pay attention in the next couple of weeks. Um but if you can, if you can, if there's a way to continue to support your LGSs right now. They need it now more than ever. Yeah. You know, it is very important. If you have a dollar that you can spend at your LGS online, spend it. You know, if they sell gift cards online, right. buy one. You know, do anything you can at this time to help your LGSs uh, stay in business, because uh, this is these are very dark times, not just for us as a society, but for like you know business owners of like small businesses we love and don't want to see end. Right. You know? um, so yeah, that's the good news and the well, bad so... news. Oh, I'm just <laughs>
0: So just to like respond to the the whole topic just in a general sense yes. I, you know i can't uh, you know obviously this is an unprecedented thing for us there's nothing like this has ever happened in our lifetime um but i i feel like I can't f- foresee paper magic dying in the way that that you're mm-hmm. describing, uh but I could see it hitting a you know major slump. And it would just be – it would be a matter of time. Like as we get through this entire pandemic situation, once we're out on the other end, at some point people are going to start saying like, I want to play Magic in person again and the production can ramp back up. And uh, and what I'm, – I'm saying production but uh, – all the different things that need to happen will eventually happen. Whether the, the, at the rate at which they happen is what remains to be seen. But if all the LGSs are unable to to stay open or they have to close, eventually someone's going to open an LGS again. That's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking yeah. here. Uh, whether it's the same LGS, you know, being reopened or or new ones, because eventually I think there's going to be. Uh, a need for it, not a, not a (laughs) actual need, but like, you know, that's a uh, people, there's going to be a market for it. That's the word I'm looking for, right? Like people want to be able to play magic in person. So, Hey, let's open a shop where we can sell cards and run events. And then, you know, and whether that happens in 2020 or 2021 or 2025, I mean, I I feel like it would, it would happen uh, because I think people really like, the Gathering part of Magic: The Gathering, and, right? Um, and
1: and yeah. that's part of why um, the folks over at uh, MTG Goldfish were saying that paper magic's never going to go away. Um, if anything, they would move to like Commander only. Like they would do like your pre-made products. You know what I mean? Like your your Commander decks, things like that. Things that you can you know play in a group. Mm-hmm. Continue to do like the secret layer drops that benefit Commander players, and that the on that the physical game of magic turns into like a casual only like a commander level thing mm-hmm. um and that you know having to cancel so many events i mean think about all the money i mean i hope i hope that there's like insurance and all that but like think about all the money channel Fireball's losing right now
0: yeah I mean, star city all those too.
1: events yeah everybody you know um you know is it going to even be viable like you know i mean what if something like this happens again next year you know, right. like, are, will they even feel like it's worth it if they get an infrastructure into place in the next couple months that they like for online events? Do they even go back to having physical big events? You know, I mean, on mm-hmm. the store level, you could still do your FNMs. You could still do those sort of things um, because you still have all your cards, you know. Right. Um, and maybe it would go the opposite instead of having one or two cards to feed commander. They put out a commander set. That has one or two cards that feed standard. You know what I mean? Or get rid of standard altogether. Like I've been saying before and just do pioneer (laughs) uh, historic. (laughs) What's um, that? (laughs) I don't know. Isolation. 14 14 days of quarantine and nobody still is thought to open up and fire up a game of historic but um
0: i don't think that's actually true but that's not true uh, but I'm what just, i mean <laughs> is i actually think there are people that are are saying historic isn't too bad but i still have no interest in I it. i kind
1: of want to play it i'm not gonna lie i kind of want to play see, it See, there you go um, but i haven't <laughs> you know right. i'm
0: like well it just seems like but that's what i'm saying see, <laughs> see historic gets better over time which is what we said back when they announced it which was this is stupid right now <laughs> but right. it will be sure. better True. In but eventually,
1: Historic's going to just become Pioneer, I feel.
0: You know? I um, would hope that they would just code everything, you know, into Pioneer and then not have two separate formats that are almost identical. <laughs>
1: like, but then you have standard, like, you know, then you could, I mean, like, I was, then you could just have standard on Arena. You know, you could still release new sets and have them just, like, on Arena and on Magic Online mm-hmm. and not even release them physically, you know? Um,. Weird yes.
0: stuff. It you is know weird. I mean? It I'm just weird. saying
1: like there's a – we are in a – I feel like we are in a turning point in our society. Yeah. Not just like in magic. I feel like this changes everything, man. Like this changes everything about the way we live as human beings on planet Earth. And, and I think that like nothing is off the table at this point. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that thinking about things – um, in like the broadest possible terms, and, and in a way that would prevent something like this from happening again, you know, I think it's important, and I and I think that like being prepared for that and for like you know the potential disappointment of the world changing fundamentally going forward from this, um, I think being prepared for that is is important because I mean, frankly, it could be overwhelming, right? You know, like if things don't go back to normal. After this, and you're not mentally prepared for things to never go back to the way they were. I think it's I think it, you know, I I think that's That's a good point. Yeah, I think it's something you shouldn't do, like be prepared. Right. The Worst, unfortunately, you know, this is just this is a crazy time. Um, I'm really glad we talked on the phone today. Because, yeah. Like, and
0: we've recorded just, it too. So we could put it out as a podcast if you want. I
1: guess. I mean, I guess we can release it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm really glad to like talk to you and like to know that you and your family are healthy and happy. You know what I mean? Like that you're doing what you can to get by. I'm sorry you have so much work to do.
0: But um, yeah, I'm, it's fine. It's not, you know, and, and it's it was mostly last week. That was right. Crazy the, the overwhelming. transition. Yeah, that's what it was. fortunately.
1: Yeah. Fortunately, we were in spring break last week so yeah. any transition our teachers had to do like they had to like do like these sort of like um, like learning sessions and things at school to kind of learn how to do all of this you right. know so they kind of handled all that on the week off without us mm-hmm. you know so uh, it's been a little easier of a transition as a student going into this because they kind of seem to already know what they're doing right um, as as opposed to like four teachers huddled around a VCR trying to figure out how to turn it on, <laughs> not practicing good social distancing. Um,
0: Throw back uh, to our school days. Yeah. Yeah. Like right, the cart, years the, ago, yeah. <laughs> the cart with the, with the, you know, tube television on the top and, you know, yep, the VCR yep. and nobody could ever figure out how to get it to, to play. And of course the you screen all is, excited. It's like a, that, a 13 inch, screen that the that like 30 yep. students are supposed to, yep. to see
1: when you walk into a classroom you get all excited and you see that cart sitting there in the, in the front of the room until you realize it's gonna be another 10 minutes until the damn movie starts because <laughs> they are not gonna have any idea how to use it <laughs> i usually would just be like y'all sit down i like a lot of times just would go up there and be like i got it
0: right because you like just hook it up like your them. nintendo or your super right. nintendo or your right. playstation like <laughs>
1: well i was all always the- hooking up vcrs as a kid you know what i mean right. like i i knew all that stuff so i was like no 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 look Switch it to this channel, do this, do that. Yeah. Um, I remember when we were in like, I think it was like seventh or was it in eighth grade? It was in middle school. I think it was like, oh, I don't even remember. Damn it. It was super young. But at our Catholic school, they let us watch, what was it, like Ace Ventura or something? I was just like, are you serious? I mean, cool. But like, y'all really know what movie you're putting on? This This is great. It was like one of the last weeks of class. That's
0: why. But they, right?
1: I think it was like Miss B's room. I want to say it was in Miss B's room. Um, we watched Ace Ventura. <laughs> that like, is oh, okay. really
0: strange. <laughs> well, like what year did Ace Ventura come out? Ninety three. Does that sound about right? Ninety four. I think so. so. We well, have to find out now. This is very important for the podcast. Uh,
1: I guess so. Well, it might have been. It was either. I know it was one of the rooms like where 94. Miss B's room was. So okay. it was either Miss B's room or Sister, or Sister Anna's room. room. Yeah, and It was one of the two. You know. Yeah, you know. Of course So it was know. one of the two. We went
0: to the same school.
1: Right. So, so it was one of the two rooms. But either way, at a Catholic school, sixth grade, eighth grade, both way too young to be letting us watch Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Right. Uh, in my opinion. I mean, like, you know, I mean, I had already seen it, but I'm saying, you know, for them to go, here's the movie we are choosing to show you today was like. Seriously? I mean, yeah, I'm okay. guessing
0: you were probably in eighth grade because you. what was your your eighth grade? Well, you were, could have been in seventh grade.
1: 95, right? 96.
0: Right, right. So I'm guessing this came out on video in like late 94 or you're early right, 90 you're right, 95. You're right, you're right.
1: So it was probably eighth grade then. It was probably eighth grade. Yeah. Either it's way,
0: strange, way. Still. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of strange for our, our school to have let us. What are we talking about again? <laughs> I have no idea, but uh, you know what? I'm really glad to be talking to another
1: human being that I know. So that's cool. <laughs> um, but anyway, we should probably wrap up yeah. because we've stopped talking about magic. Don't cut any of that, though, because it's nope. good stuff. No, I'm leaving it. Let's it's good stuff. Maybe good I'll, stuff. I'll ask
0: Christina because obviously she probably would have been in the room watching Ace Ventura also.
1: <laughs> Almost certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, she'll probably remember. Yeah. It was very – and I might have the movie wrong too. Right. Um, well, she but might remember that it was a
0: Jim Carrey movie.
1: It was definitely like some kind of – jim carrey movie or maybe even an adam sandler movie but i don't think that i think that's too far (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know let me know let me know when you ask her which one it was
0: yeah i'll I'll see what she remembers
1: yeah all right cool well anyway this has been yo mtg taps i guess uh (laughs) i think that's what we were doing um we'll be back in two weeks uh like normal we're we're just going back to our every other week I think right I mean like
0: it's the plan we're taking no it day reason by day to double man. up
1: there's no reason to double up this this time no let not worry about it yeah so anyway shout out to our sponsors absolutely uh coolstuffinc.com use our promo code yo5 get 5% off your order uh or if you already are like have you've already used them a lot and your, like discount Overrides that, still put in our promo code. It helps us. Um cardhoarder.com yep. with the loan program. Uh, great place to get your uh, online singles. Uh Deckedbuilder.com, uh where you can keep track of your collection, manage your collection. Um yeah, uh lots of great sponsors. Patreon, uh, get at us, like I said. The whole thing. If you don't remember what I said at the beginning of the podcast, most people aren't listening at this point anyway. So, um, go back, rewind, hit rewind. patreoncom taps. Yes, we got some cool stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, try hit, to keep re- us all sane on the VCR. Here. <laughs> Keep us all chill. You know. Yes, that's right. I actually just found the remote. I think it's the remote to this VCR in here when I was cleaning earlier today. So, good stuff. Don't have to go turn it on with my hands anymore
0: Um, (laughs) that's right you still use a vcr oh my god joking
1: i have i am literally sitting next to like three entire bookshelves of vhs including hype including uh yeah lots of good stuff live tonight Um, sold
0: out you got that one there
1: i'm pretty sure i do i used to have two copies of it but i gave one to my boss's son
0: yeah i think i gave Um, you your second copy didn't i
1: probably probably, yeah there it 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 is there it is there was something in front of it um
0: 91-year punk broke. You got that one there, right?
1: I actually don't know if I have that one. I know You know
0: what? What? I think
1: I lent that one to him and never got it back.
0: Oh, all right. You need um, to get on that.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Social distancing. Maybe in like a couple months or years when I'm in right.
0: college. Just know. Say, I'm coming to your house now to get it, so you better put it outside or else I'm coming in. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Tell him you've got the virus and you're coming for your take. But
1: honestly – <laughs> Honestly, you know what though? If he watches it and falls in love with Sonic Youth, he can keep it, you know,
0: that's fair. Yeah,
1: it's worth it to me. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, uh, but Hey, thanks for listening and, and thank you so much, um, for, you know, being safe and being smart. Uh, I hope you're all healthy. I hope you're all staying indoors, um, maintaining social distance, all of those good things. Uh, just let's, 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 let's get through this together.
0: Yeah, you know? we will. We will.
1: We will. Day by day. I yeah, sure will. Absolutely. Okay.
0: All right. Well, you get to say it this time.
1: Okay, fine. So that's all we have for this week. Until next time, we are Yo! MTG Taps.
0: Make them have it.
1: And unless it's the coronavirus, then make sure they don't.
0: Yeah, we fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>